What's up, podcast listeners? This is another edition of our Flashback Friday to episode 288, Anxiety is a Bitch. I wanted to bring this up because I personally have been dealing with a lot of anxiety and it's timely that this episode popped up on my uh, memories from a year ago. So without further ado, here is episode 288, Anxiety is a Bitch. Enjoy. The actual topic I want to talk about today is this topic that is close and dear to my heart, anxiety. You know, the nice thing about having my podcast is being able to reach out to listeners and getting their feedback. So I want to give out shout outs to everyone who's DM'd me through Instagram or messaged me through Facebook. You know, just giving kind words that this podcast has helped them and just goes to show that I need to reach more people. You know, I hope that my podcast can reach millions of people around the world and help them as much as possible to get through the shit that we have in our life. And one of the things... I want to bring up is this topic of anxiety because a lot of people like it or not they deal with a lot of mental health issues you know a lot of times I've brought up mental health on my show and people feel relieved that someone's talking about it like I don't understand why people don't want to talk about it and with people dealing with the stuff that's going inside their head if they start talking about it a lot of good things will happen. You know, like, I think this is a personal opinion of mine. A lot of people dealing with mental health issues, even if you just talk about it, you're on the right path to heal yourself. The last thing you want to do is keep everything bottled up inside and not have a chance to let it out. You know, a lot of times when you're dealing with anxiety, depression, emotional just crap... The thing that you want to do is become this introverted hermit and not speak to anyone. And I've had my fair share of experiences where I don't want to talk to anyone. I start thinking dark thoughts and it just doesn't get me anywhere. And like I thank God every day that I have a wife that listens to me and is literally my rock when it comes to these things. So I can only imagine when people are alone and they come home alone with these thoughts, these feelings, fuck, like, you're in a hole. You literally can't get yourself out. And this is the stuff I was feeling when I used to be overweight. And for those listening who haven't gone that far back into my podcast, listen to my early episodes that are super embarrassing of how terrible I was speaking to people. But... um, I used to be really, really overweight, and the depressing feelings, the feeling of being stuck in this hole, this dark hole, could never leave me. And it wasn't until I found exercise, it started going away. So when you look at you know psychology research or behavioral research, a lot of triggers 
are the reasons why people have so many anxiety. So much anxiety, anxiety attacks, you name it. Like an example for me, funny enough, with this podcast, like I'm such an introvert at heart. You have no clue. A lot of times when I meet people, they just think I'm this like outgoing person and I can do it, but it takes a lot out of me. Like it just drains me to a point where when I come home, the last thing I want to do is talk more. But I hate, I hate getting out of my comfort zone, but I know that's where my growth co- comes from. And that's why, I've, you know, year after year, I always try to push myself out of my comfort zone. And I think this is why I'm so good at what I do. And when I first started this podcast, I was way out of my comfort zone, way out of it. But I forced myself to interview these big names in the industry and probably for the first like 50-ish episodes, it was a lot worse in the beginning, but I had so many anxiety attacks where I didn't want to interview, I just didn't want to wake up, I lost sleep the night before, I wanted to throw up, I wanted to like just go into my closet and curl up into a ball and not do the interviews. But then the moment I started talking to a guest, I was like, what the fuck? Why do I feel like this? When you look at the research when it comes to behavioral psychology, a lot of people who deal with anxiety, it comes down to what their triggers are. And when you start you know, filtering through a lot of the information out there, a lot of these triggers have, are, are dealing with stress. You know, work stress, spouse stress, stress in general from every day. It builds up and a lot of times people dealing with anxiety, they don't know how to filter it out. And honestly, I think, again, this is a personal opinion of mine, I can be completely wrong, but it almost seems like almost every single one of us who's chasing some sort of fitness goal that has failed over and over and over again, we all deal with some sort of anxiety, depression, some sort of mental health state that's not, I don't want to say good enough, but not at a point where we can function to be successful. It's a block, like we have a mental block against us and it's like literally just running into a wall over and over and over again and you can't get past it. You know. Winston Churchill had a really good analogy for his depression and he would describe it as like a black dog following you down the street and as much as you try to walk faster run faster that dog is always behind you reminding you hey I'm here where the fuck do you think you're going you know and I always talk about the bigger picture and like the last year I've been really putting the points together and if you really think about it if the stuff in your head doesn't like function the way it should how do you think the rest of your body is supposed to react to that you know everything stems from the chemical balance in our brains if the stuff in our brains are not functioning properly the rest of our body can't comprehend what's going on you know People that are successful at exercise tend to be happier, tend to be more outgoing, tend to be people that seem like they can just do anything. And the people that 
have anxiety, depression, emotional trauma, tend to be the people that don't want to do those things. If you look at exercise research, it's, it's astonishing what it can do to change the chemistry in your brain. You know, all the endorphins that come out when you start exercising are like your natural painkillers. And you can find research that shows that these endorphins show up with a mere like three to four minutes of exercise. Like that's fucking crazy to me. And I remember reading this, I'm like, we need people moving just for five minutes a day. And this is why when I'm in the clinic, and this is a huge thing, because a lot of times when people are injured and they're at the same time trying to lose weight, but they have another thing against them, their injury. You know, they could be coming off a shoulder injury, low back pain, whatever it is, but now they have another hurdle. You know, can, can you imagine how defeating that can feel being a person that's overweight with an injury and you have everything against you? Like, fuck, that is, I, I can only think about how difficult that can feel. This is why I encourage every single patient I see, I tell them like, all I want you to do is the exercise I've given you every single day. And then something as simple as a CARS morning routine. So if you don't know, CARS is an abbreviation for controlled articular rotations. Basically, it's a fancy way of saying we're gonna move your joints the way they're designed to over and over and over again. So I tell people that when I show them this CARS routine, I tell them I want you to do this every single morning. If you do three repetitions of each joint, meaning your neck, your shoulder blades, your shoulder, your T-spine, your hips, your elbows, your wrists, your knees, ankles, it'll take you five minutes. It might not seem like a lot, and a lot of people brush it off, but the patients that do it, like the week after they come, the month after they come, they've changed. They're chemistry in their brain has changed. All those endorphins are firing like crazy. They feel motivated. They feel happy. Their injury starts, you know, disappearing. They're getting better. The mental side of this whole fitness and health game is huge, huge. I've seen it time and time again, you know, like I've done a couple presentations with the chiropractor I work with and we had to talk to about 40 people and they were in a, it's like a WorkSafe um, program and we were the last presenters of the day. And you know, it's like three o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon, everyone is tired, grumpy and blah, blah, blah. And all we did was talk about the benefits of exercise and movement and I showed them the CARS routine. Within minutes, people were laughing, people were happy. Like it was unbelievable, like I wish I had, you know, a GoPro on my forehead to show the change, the change in energy in the room, all from like three to five minutes of movement. <sighs> Exercise is so, so important for people dealing with depression and anxiety. The hardest part is showing up. Sometimes people get anxiety just thinking about, holy crap, I have to go to the gym and spend an hour. Why not just 
do something at home, why not just go to the gym? Hell, like, when I help clients online through shit like this, sometimes all I want their goal to be is sign up online to a gym and just go to it. Don't even work out. Just get into the habit of driving to the gym every day or every second day or whatever it is. Make the habit. Things as simple as movement can change so much. You know, I'm not saying that exercise is going to fix every mental issue that everyone has out there or emotional baggage that we have, but it's a powerful tool to have by your side. And you'd be amazed how much it can change. Because what exercise is interesting to me is that the moment you start, it becomes addictive. You know? You start seeing the benefit, your mood changes, and you're like, holy fuck, I think I found the holy grail. All from exercise. I want you to guys really, really think about that. Anyone dealing with any kind of mental mental health issue, like, feel free to reach out to me, reach out to anyone for help. But exercise is more powerful than you think. So I'm going to leave it there. You know, let me know if you have any questions. Feel free to reach out. Thank you so much for listening. You guys are all so freaking amazing. Man, that was a good chat. All right, you guys. Share this podcast. Give me a five-star rating. You guys are amazing. Share, 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 share this podcast with your friends and family. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Until next time, you guys.